Welcome to Wither Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Egg and the Eye. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron and I have access to those videos. So you could see me and Bayana in my room, on the bed, like kicking old it old times. school, like like Harry Potter and the Chain or no Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Yeah, like like them days. <laughs> um, five dollars a month will get you the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, and ten dollars or more per month. We'll get you a link to watch us record live and join a chat room to discuss while we record. And it's like five to nine dollars actually get you to you. So if you can do like if you can pull off seven dollars a month, live your best life. Do seven. We appreciate it. Um, if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal, and you can find the links to do that at blackgirlscreate.org/donate. And we now have Wizard Team merch. So head on over to our website, check out that merch, step your nerd fashion game, your nerd stationary game up. You remember how we're always like, write that fanfic? You can buy a journal and write that fanfic. Let's say write that fanfic on it. Like, that's the thing you can now do. And all of the proceeds, not well, like right now, most of the proceeds are going to go to getting us to LeakyCon um, Dublin 2017. So um, just keep that in mind when you're like... I need more stationery. I need a new journal. I ran out of pages. Oh, let me go over to the Black Girls Create website, buy some of their merch. You know what I mean? You know, or, you know, I want to rep all the black wizards of the wizarding world. That I'm is... going to just wear that t-shirt. I'm about to get one of them, bro. Like, this actually helps I want to let people um, know what Serafina taught me. You know, I am feeling like 100% pure Patronus fuel. Shout out to Connie. Shout out to Connie. <laughs> Hashtag cousin Connie. Um, okay, so if you want to support us and don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere podcasts are found. Yep. And you can just, you know, listen to us. And, and, and tell your friends. There's also this hashtag. I don't know if any, if you guys listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, NPR is doing this thing, and we're kind of late. But it's the hashtag tripod, but like not tripod, but like T R Y pod tripod. Get it? You get it? It's a thing. It's a little, oh no. Um, anywho, you could uh, use the hashtag tripod and let people know about Wizard Team. Tell them um, about you know all the goodness that's going down here in this in this little space of family and fandom that we have created with each other and you can subscribe to our newsletter most weeks and we could almost say all weeks now Every that bay week. friend De- deborah is on top of it she is just killing the game we share n- nerd news and links to what's been going on 
Um, if you'd like to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscrate.org. And if you would like to curate, like our bay friend Deborah has been curating the past few weeks, let us know. You can hit us up, um, weblackandnerds at gmail.com. You can add us on Twitter. You can send Al. Um, you could do some, like, carrier pigeon, but I don't know why if you could just send an owl. Just send an owl. Don't, don't send a pigeon when you can send an owl. It's an amateur hour. Wizard team rule number 395. Wizard team rule number one, though? No, we Stay already, away from robots. Just stay well, away we from them. move it up to number one, because we had another one before that. But I yes, think number one was, I like, agree. if you see Harry some Potter, watch Harry Potter, but no. And then num- some, number two was something about snakes. Yeah, it's been a long. Time. I mean, if you go, if you gonna be a jerk, you gonna get a snake in the face or something like that. It was like so, karma is a snake being set on you. But but wizard like team number one, like will get you kicked off the team. Also, constant vigilance. Constant vigilance, man. Don't robots asking you questions? Don't answer don't them. answer the questions. If a robot start answering asking you questions, you turn the robot off. Yep. And you put them in a closet. Actually, you burn that motherfucker. I'm kidding. Don't kill me, robot overlords. But also, don't. Don't answer. Also, follow us on, at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Create. Join the Wizard Team Facebook group and the Black Girls Create Slack. Um, you can get all those don't... Uh, you can hear all my shield fills right all now. The robot, um, all, the, all the robot stuff you can talk about on the Slack. Um... And yeah, just talk about us. Talk with us about other nerd things. Don't talk about us. I mean, mean, Amani talks enough about me. Yeah, I said it. Okay. Uh, Um, (laughs) And now, Wizard Team News. Do, 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 do. I was going to put that in. Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) I know, you can cut it out if you want. No, I'm not going to at all. So, Cursed Child won all the Olivier Awards. Not all of them, actually, because shout out to Black Girl Magic Amber Riley as well. We're about to get into some other black peak Black Girl Magic, but Amber Riley won um, for Dream Girls, and so did the um, guy that played James Early. Um, he won Best Supporting in a Musical at the Olivier Awards. So, it was just like peak blackness at the Olivier Awards, though. Um, Curse Child won all of the awards, which is funny because it's like, I guess they haven't seen that play. Uh, but Black I mean, Girl Matt, the actors, the actors Black deserved Girl it. I haven't seen any other plays, but right. they were really good. The actors were really good. Um, so shout out to Noma and my girl Cheryl. What's up, Cheryl? What's up? You know what I'm saying? Hey, girlfriend. Why? We bestie. She keep, okay. okay. She keep liking my tweets I and I just keep losing lot. my mind. That was a lot. I know. I know. She's never gonna be my friend now, huh? <laughs> I gotta chill. The ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. I think she she finds me endearing. Anyway, what was, what was? Oh, we were saying Black Girl Magic because they um they were part of that cast and that cast won all of the Olivier Awards and um Noma took our card and was really sweet after we saw the play and Cheryl follows us on Twitter and likes our tweets and so you know I just feel like a personal like connection you know you know like just a wizard team team connection mm-hmm. um we have a new patronus whoop, whoop. thank you so much Haley yamada um we 
love and appreciate you and thank you for helping us keep this thing going. And magical birthdays. So this Friday is fellow dragon enthusiast and Robin's <laughs> arch nemesis. How do I have an arch nemesis though? <laughs> Happy birthday, Amani. Happy birthday, um, Amani. Mm. Uh, Diana, Diane Blackish gif of opening the door. <laughs> Amani. Happy can't birthday. Can't be nice on his birthday. I can't be nice. I can. World. I can. Man. I'm nice. Happy birthday. I hope you get a dragon egg. I hope you keep it far away from me. But, you know, get that egg. Flame the patriarchy. Flame white supremacy. All those things. Also, if y'all want birthday shout outs, tell us your birthday. birthday I'm trying to, like, keep something. I'm I'm trying to put something in the something. We already have, like, a calendar where we keep, like, Harry Potter stuff. And then if y'all are part of the team, this is Wizard Team news, not Harry Potter news. Right? So, you know, y'all birthdays are part of Wizard Team news. I got some birthdays written down in, in April, so we got a few more coming up. Well, but I don't know, know what day, what time, what day, time, when does this come out? When did, It comes out on Wednesday. When it, I don't know what day that is. The 14th? 13th? 12th. It might be a shout out to Rebecca's birthday. No, I feel like no later. it's later. See, that's why I should have my calendar in front of us. Happy birthday, Imani! <laughs> Live your best life. It's on a Friday too. Right before Doctor Who comes. So out. you go get crunk, and then you gonna get some time travel. Man, look at you! What is my dog doing? Sorry. She wants to get in on. On with team. Happy birthday! We actually don't know Zelda's birthday. Well, that's awkward. That is awkward. We're going to have to make one up. And maybe it's the day that we adopted her. Anywho, let's get into the chapter. Let's do that. So, hold up. Wait, where's she going? Nowhere. Oh, nowhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> Previously on Wizard Team. That was pretty good. That was really that was good. Us. Um, so, Rita Skeeter... Um, can't mind her own business, and so just she released, mind your business. She released an article about Hagrid and him being a half giant, um, and so Hagrid is kind of like been secluding himself in his. He was all up in his feelings. He's like all up in his feelings, and he's afraid people won't like him anymore. Um, the Slytherins continue to be the worst, and like Malfoy is all gloating about the article. Ludo, some some shifty happening with Ludo Bagman. He's like hanging around goblins. And then also, like, keeps offering um, to help Harry in the Triwizard Tournament. Professor Grubbly Plank is a much more competent teacher than um, Hagrid is. Hashtag Black Witches at work. Yep. And then... She had to deal with all them badass children. Baby's kids. What I like to call them. (laughs) Harry still hasn't taken Cedric's advice because he's, like, super proud for no fucking reason. Because he's a damn Gryffindor and then hasn't... Last person who doesn't know what the task is because he didn't take nobody's advice. And have the audacity to be talking about about Crumb. What he doing? Where he at? Hmm. Boy, what you doing? I just... Yes. But we see um, Hagrid tell Harry that, like, he would just really love to see him win. And so it takes takes a 60-year-old, 70-year-old man crying to make Harry do what he should have done months ago. Yep. And he's like, you know, maybe I should try to do what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Maybe I should stop procrastinating. That might be important. Maybe if the first task was dragons. It might be worse. It might behoove me. To prepare. To prepare for the second task. You know? 
I had months and I had a head start and I knew it was going to be dragons and I still barely scraped by there with a lot of help to get to that Akio spell, that summoning charm. Mm -hmm. So maybe it might be beneficial. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Possibly. You know? I mean, I still got time. Mm -hmm. Look at Crumb in there swimming in the lake like an idiot. Ah! You don't know. It's cold. Why ain't Why isn't he at Hogsmeade? Dumb. Lame. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so Harry decides finally that he'll take Cedric's advice and, um, take the egg with him to take a shower, you know? Take a bath. Take a bath, my bad. He has to bathe. Um, so cool, chapter 25, the egg and the eye. Um, as Harry had no idea how long the bath he would need to work out the secret of the golden egg, he decided to do it at night when he would be able to take as much time as he wanted. Reluctant, reluctant though he was to accept more favors from Cedric, he also decided to use the prefect's bathroom. Far fewer people were allowed in there, so it was much much less likely he would be disturbed. Um, so this is, like, really a small thing. But I'm wondering, like, does everyone share a bathroom? Is it split by house? Like, we don't actually get to see any of the regular bathrooms. And I always thought, I always assumed there was, like, one in the, um... In the dorm. Me too. Like, within, like, each floor For, or whatever. Yeah. Or even just, like, on the boy's side, there's one. One, and, and on the girl's side. side. But maybe not. And also, I mean, even still, it's still a lot of kids. I mean, I thought there so, would be bathrooms, like, around the castle for, like, going number, like, going yeah, to the bathroom. Like bathrooms, but, but I mean, bathing. Like, bathing, yeah. I thought there would just be, like, in the... Yeah, so it's like, why do you need a prefect's bathroom? Right. Unless there was just, like, one or two bathrooms for all houses. In which case, aren't the houses kind of spread out? So they gotta be in a central location, so you gotta walk around stank and musty? Yeah. Or you gotta walk around in a towel? Seems like a lot. It's a lot. I would I would hope slash think that it would be like maybe two bathrooms in each dorm and like And one of them is set aside for the prefect's bathroom on the Nope, that don't make no, no sense. No, there's I think there's just one prefect bathroom, which I what floor is it on? I don't know. He had said He said it, but it was a while ago. Because, um, you know, it took Carrie forever to actually take that I advice. But yeah, so I, I think it's, I, I don't know. Use the prefect's bathroom on the fourth floor to the left of the statue of Boris the Bewildered on the fifth floor. What? Oh, fourth door oh. to the left <laughs> of the statue of Boris the Bewildered on the fifth floor. I was going to say Bro magic. man. Bro <laughs> man from the fifth floor. Um, I was going to say magic. That's how it's on both floors. <laughs> on the fourth floor I and the fifth know. floor. It's also Robin's really raggedy uh contacts or prescriptions or whatever this is i can't see guys um okay so harry planned his excursion carefully because he had been caught out of bed and out of bounds by filch the caretaker in the middle of the night once before and had no desire to repeat the experience so he brought the invisibility cloak and the marauder's map with him um on thursday night he got the cloak and ron opened the door for him um so that he could like leave without it seeming like the door opened on its own in like a weird way Snuck up. Oh, it was awkward moving under the cloak tonight because Harry had the heavy egg under one arm and the map held in front of his nose with the other. Um, But the corridors were empty and silent. And so he got to the statue of Boris the Bewildered and lost with his gloves on the wrong hands. And he located the right door, leaned close to it and muttered the password Pine Fresh. Which I'm like, he's lucky it hasn't changed because it's been like a month since Hedger- since Cedric gave him this advice. Also, like, and- shout out to your memory because <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps muting. That makes very little sense. 
Because the robots, because I've been pissing them off all day. Probably. I'm on their list. Um, Shout out to your memory, because I can't remember what I was told a minute ago, let alone a month ago. But then also, like, he could go say Pine Fresh, and then the thing could would be, be like, awesome. you thought. <laughs> That's cute. Try again. Um, and then he'd have to go back to Cedric and be like, hey, Cedric, can I get that password? <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> I love your hairy voice. Thanks. Um, why do you need a... a a bathroom password. So that the other kids can't get in there. What the it's just for the they gotta go though. But it's not that kind of bathroom. There are other It's true, it's all it's all like spa like. Yeah. Okay, so the door creaked open and Harry stepped inside. His immediate reaction was that it would be worth becoming a prefect just to be able to use this bathroom. Um, it was softly lit by a splendid candle filled chandelier and everything was made of white marble, including what looked like an empty rectangular swimming pool sunk into the middle of the floor. About a hundred golden caps stood all around the pool's edges, each with a different colored jewel set into its handle. There was also a diving board. Long white linen curtains hung at the windows. A large pile of fluffy white tiles sat in a corner. And there was a single golden frame painting on the wall. It featured a blonde mermaid who was fast asleep on her rock, her hair over her face. It fluttered every time she snored. Listen. I was so, that too, shit. Right? Like, I would not go to class. Nope. I would be a prefect for about a week. And they would be like, <laughs> so you've you been spending a lot of time you. in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, I'm a fish and I love to swim. So this isn't even just, like, a bathtub. This is a swimming pool. That's what I'm saying. And then I'm wondering, like, do you have like, fresh with no chlorine have- so you can have your eyes open? And it has bubbles and shit. And, like, I'm like, so do the prefects just have, like, Sonic bath parties? Like, they'd, they'd be like, we just go cut class. And, like, right? where are all the prefects at? And they're just chilling. Lunchtime. Well, you know, when, when you become a prefect, you do get, like, breaks and stuff, right? Because you don't have a full schedule right. anymore. Right, right. Like, oh, free period. Anyway. Ooh, crocodile tears. Pool parties in the prefect's bathroom. Hells yes. Sign me up. It's fucked. Sign me up. I would like to, to, to be in one of those. In um, the room where it happened. Yep. Quite keen and um, magnificent as though the bathroom was, and quite keen though he was to try out a few of the taps. Now that he was here, he couldn't quite suppressing feel, suppress the feeling that Cedric might have been having him on. How on earth was this supposed to help solve the mystery of the egg? Um, nevertheless, he put on he put one of the fluffy towels, the cloak, and the map the map and the egg on the side of the swimming pool and knelt down and turned on a few taps. Um, so there's like different bubbles. Um, one gushing pink and blue, the size of football, which I'm assuming is soccer balls since they yes. stopped like using American slang at a certain point, um, or like whatever. Um, another poured white ice white foam so thick, Harry thought it would have supported his weight if he cared to test it, which, you know, I would. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third sent heavily perfumed purple clouds hovering over the surface of the water. Harry amused himself for a while, turning the taps on and off, particularly enjoying the effect of one, of one whose jet bounced off the surface of the water in large arcs. Um, then, when the deep pool was full of hot water, foam, and bubbles, which took a very short time considering its size, Harry turned off all the t- taps and then got in. You know, he's really lucky that Percy is no, lo- no longer is like a prefect. Because he walked in there like, what you doing? That actually, like, and I actually feel you. bad. Like, I feel like the prefects in this year probably, like, turn up way more than they did in the past. The past three years because of Percy. Right. Like, who wants to be hanging out with him? No. Well, you would just have your bathroom party and not tell him. That's true. I mean, it's basically a pool. So you would just, like, show up with your swim trunks on. You wouldn't be, like, what Harry is doing right now, which is just be full. Exactly. Um, skinny dipping. 
So um, he lifted the egg in his wet hands and opened it, the wailing screech, and filled the bathroom echoing. But it sounded just as incomprehensible as ever, if not more so with all the echoes. He snapped the shut again, where the sound would attract Filch, wondering whether that hadn't been Cedric's plan, and then making him jump so badly that he dropped the egg, which clattered around, uh, clattered across the bathroom floor. Someone spoke. I'd try putting it in the water if I were you. Harry had swallowed a considerable amount of bubbles in shock. He stood up sputtering and saw the ghost of a very glum-looking girl. It was Moaning Myrtle, who was usually to be heard sobbing in the U-bin, or the S-bin of a toilet three floors below. Myrtle, I'm not wearing anything. I know the sales bro. Um, <laughs> what? I have on a... It's Captain America. It's nice. The foam was so dense that it hardly battered, but he had a nasty feeling that Myrtle had been spying on him from one of the tops ever since he arrived. I closed my eyes when you got in, she said, blinking. You haven't been to see me for ages. Yeah, well, said Harry. "Um, I'm not supposed to come into your bathroom, am I? It's a girl's one. You didn't used to care, she said miserably. You used to be there all the time. Why does she sound like a salty ex-girlfriend, though? You ain't been the scene. Well, because, I mean, low-key she does. I also wanted to say, like, this does sound a little bit, it's like, it's a bit of foreshadowing for Half-Blood Prince, right? Like, she is lonely, and she, like, literally no one comes to see her. She doesn't have, like, any friends. And she's 13. And she's, yeah. And so... Perpetually 13. Forever. Which is just, like, a horrible way to just... Forever? 13. 13? Forever. That sounds like for purgatory. That sounds like the worst thing ever right? that could happen. Um, and so she just doesn't like like you know when they were 12 they would come all the time and so she like had you know she'd be moping around but it's like at least I had people who were talking, like, to, talking me. to me and like acknowledging my presence. Exactly. And yeah. now, then you don't show up anymore. Um, so she's sad. Um and then it says, this was true, though, only because Harry, Ron, and Hermione had found Myrtle's out-of-order toilets, a convenient place to brew polyjuice potion. Um, I, I got told off for going in there, he said, which was half true. Percy had once caught them coming out of Myrtle's bathroom. I thought I'd better not come back after that. Oh, I see, said Myrtle. Well, anyway, I try the egg in the water. That's what Cedric Diggory did. Have you been, excuse me, have you been spying on him, too? What do you do, sneak up here in the evenings and watch prefects take baths? Sometimes, said Myrtle rather slyly. But I've never come out to speak to anyone before. I'm honored, said Harry darkly. You keep your eyes shut. So I also want to, like, why? kind of remember... Let her live her best life. Well, I mean, okay, technically that's sexual harassment, so, yeah. Yeah, but also, like, she but, goes, can you be sexually harassed by a ghost? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. This is what's happening right now, I guess. Um, but I do want to say that, like, I mean, I don't think the movies took it further than it actually than was happening in the book, right? Like, right, she was, she like, was not Ooh. sexually like he. She's there, and she's <laughs> like, and we don't know whether or not she peaked, but I doubt she did. I, I'm pretty. I'm sure she. Also, she's thirteen. That she's icky too, right? Like, and like, yeah, icky. Okay. Um, but like, I also think that. Reading it here, it reads more innocent, especially if you try to, if you're, like, able to separate it from the book. Like, in the movie, it's much more lascivious, and then you put and in the fact 30. that, like, yeah, like, the, the actress, actress is 30, so then, you, and then she's, like, all of on Harry, and it's like, girl. He's, like, moving the bubbles over, right. like, uh, Like, that's a lot. That's, like, 
Right. Creepy. <clears throat> um, um, so he made sure Myrtle had her glasses well covered before, before hoisting himself out of the bath um, and going to retrieve the egg. This time he lowered the egg beneath the fo- foamy surface and opened it, and this time it did not wail. A gurgling song was coming out of it, a song whose words he didn't—he couldn't distinguish through the water. You need to put your head under, too, said Myrtle, who seemed to be thoroughly enjoying bossing him around. Go on. Like, Harry has needed so much help. Like, if you heard some music... And you couldn't really water, understand you couldn't understand it. understand what I'm saying. Mm, what's the next logical, like, step? Have you I ever played like, that game where you, like... Or it's it's like a pool game, you know, like games in the pool. And you would go, like, underneath the water and, like, say something to your friends. And then you pop your head up and then mm-hmm. you try to figure out what they said. Did they not have that in Britain? I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, it's a kid's thing that just seems like the obvious thing is... Would be to, like, put your head under. Yeah. Oh. He's not a raven I can hear something. It's, mm. ind- it's indistinguishable. It's indistinguishable. Guess I'll just sit here yep. while it continues to wail mm-hmm. indistinguishably under the water while I'm above the water because I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah, I should have asked Iggy because I really want to read this in a. Can you? Can you? Never mind. In a I British wanted, voice? No, I wanted mm-hmm. to read it like like a trap song, but I mm. forgot to write my ad libs in. I can ad lib with the best of them. Okay. You ready? I need a, I need a, it's not a trap. That's not a trap beat. No. Uh-uh. What does it say? Seems what is that? <laughs> what is that? The best future. That's what it sounds like. I want Icky because she says she will be on the podcast today. She don't love us. Okay. Well, you don't want me, man. Now I gotta go watch. I, I, I have too much television to watch. I can't be watching old okay. Fresh Princes. Right. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just say it. I. I don't have the. I can't. My brain's not. Anyway. Uh, can I do it and then you can have one? Sure. All right. Come seek to where our voices sound. sound. We cannot sing above the ground. Skirt, skirt. And while you search and ponder this. Bow. <laughs> you have to keep going. We're really bad at this. Bow. <laughs> I'm just going through the Rolodex of all the ads I've ever heard. Wait, and while you search and ponder this, we've taken what you'll sorely miss. Sorely miss. An hour long, you'll have to look. Searching, searching. <laughs> and to recover what we took. Snatch. But past an hour, the prospect's black. Whoop. Too late, it's gone. It won't come back. Bye. <laughs> back, back. That's really not good. Mm. <laughs> Harry let himself float back upward, broke the bubbly surface. Hear it, said Myrtle. Yeah, come seek us where our voices sound. And if I need persuading, hang on. I need to listen again. He sank back under the water, took three more underwater renditions of the song for Harry had memorized. Then he trod water for a while, thinking hard while Myrtle sat and watched him. I've got to go look. I've got to go and look for people who can't use their voices above ground. Um, who could that be? Slow, aren't you? You've mm-hmm. never seen Merlin Myrtle so cheerful, apart Isn't from the she day. Claw? Right. Apart from the day when a dose of apologies question had given her any the hairy face and tell of a cat. 
Harry stared around the bathroom thinking if the voices could only be heard underwater, then it made sense for them to belong to underwater creatures. I would say too, though, sorry, I just realized I had a note. Oh, my eye itches. Um, but like, he's also muggle raised. So like, how would he, where would they learn about mermaids? There's and a mermaid maybe, painting above his head. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't necessarily they know. They talked like, about mermen fresh first year. Did they? Yeah, when he found out that there was like the giant squid and there was also mermen under well, there. He never he never knew that there were mermen because that's a question that he asked in a second. Like, are there mer like okay. people under there? So I don't think they've ever like, talked they talk- about it. Unless maybe in the history of magic, but you know, big Or care of magical creatures like but in a Hagrid. book. No, no, I it may not in have the been. Monster Book of Monsters. That's the what monster they read book it. Of monsters. <laughs> no. If he would have skimmed some and read the pieces that weren't covered. And that weren't gonna bite his hand off? Yeah. Okay. I bet you I bet you Hermione know there are more people. Well yeah, but that's Hermione. I'm just saying that's a standard. This is a fourth into. year. So, if you that's don't true. know, like, the, a lot of stuff that, about like, the magical world, that means that you were not eager to learn. Some of the stuff, like, maybe he doesn't even know bird people exist, right? Like, you don't necessarily know to look... I know that things. you don't know what you don't know. I get that part. But what I'm saying is, they're right there. Literally. Well, know, though. In the, in, in the, lake. In the lake. But they're, I mean, a little bit. A little bit of intellectual would... curiosity. I mean, I do think I do think that, but there's I also a giant think that. In the lake. But I also what think that there's there? other things, right? Like he, there's a he doesn't necessarily even if he knows that there's mermen people, right? Like he doesn't necessarily know that they can't sing above the ground. He doesn't necessarily know that like like there's like certain things about mermen people. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, is what I'm saying. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and so that's why I'm saying like maybe like it's taking him a minute to realize that. um... That was a weird town. That right it there. could be like you know what I mean. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, I get. Like, I not know like the mythology or not the mythology, but like Um, I am down with that. Mer people, page twenty eight in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which the, has already been assigned to them. Well, this no, no, no. But I was gonna say twenty eight in the old version, not the right the shared by Juan Weasley because his fell apart. Right, so this is... When are they doing this one? I'm sure that's... Uh, that was like the first year, so I'm sure that's like History of Magic, maybe? Big hairy thing with too many legs. What is a beast? Ha ha ha, they're funny. Um, but no one's told Hagrid. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, this is at least at least Basilisk, right? So it says confirmed by Harry and... Hold on. When you get to Why Bas- are you looking for basilisks? Well, was, no, Ashwinder confirmed, or no, no. Acromantula have been established in Scotland are unconfirmed, and it says confirmed by Harry Potter and Ron Reasley because they saw the Acromantula mm-hmm. in Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. So, at least he had this book year two. Mm-hmm. people. Mer people exist throughout the world, though they vary in appearance almost as much as humans. Their habits and customs remain as mysterious as those of the centaur, Though those wizards who have mastered the language of Mermish speak of highly organized communities varying in size according to habitat, and some have elaborately constructed dwellings. Like the centaurs, the merpeople have declined being status in favor of a beast classification. The oldest recorded merpeople were known as sirens in Greece, and it is in warmer waters that we find the beautiful mermaids so frequently depicted in muggle literature and painting. The selkies of Scotland and the marrows of Ireland are less beautiful 
crossed out ugly, but they share that love of music, which is common to all mer people. It's in here, which he should have read by second year. I don't know that he would have read all of it though, right? Which is what I'm saying, a lack of intellectual curiosity. Who reads textbooks, Robin? Like, I know it's magical. I know that. And, like, I would read a textbook. But, like... I still have textbooks. I so do I. For a minute. So do I. Now, pop them open. But you're not Harry Potter. And you're not 14. But I'm just you saying... You were in college. I'm just saying... Do you, did you read your entire... When, in freshman year of high school, did you read your entire, te- te- entire textbook? Depends on the textbook. Mm-hmm. History? Yes, I did. Found that shit fascinating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even the little things, the captions are in the pictures. And when you go back <laughs> to the back, and it's like, oh, the, ab- the ab- appendices. Yes. Robin it was fucking fascinating. Yeah. You need to know, because that is how we're about to get into a war that just ended 10 years ago. Because they already done forgot. I don't know. I don't, I don't blame him for, for this. But I don't blame him, but I'm, I'm not excusing the behavior. I can understand it without co-signing it. But also, can we just get back to the Moni Myrtle slow, aren't you? Because he is. Also, there was a picture of a goddamn merman. But I still, okay, that's that's the thing, right? Like, nothing in here says anything about mer people, right? Just because there's a picture. There could have been a picture of the goddamn Fort Anglia up there and it you know what I mean? Like, it's more, the Fort I know that's there. why I said it because okay. that was in my head. But what I'm saying is that like that it's a coincidence that the mermaid is up there, right? Like that is yes. like it could have been the the been anything in that picture. That's not anything. That's not really a clue. I actually have a question about that, which we can like put out to the the peeps. Um, can you have like magical paintings of things that don't exist? Like you know, we have like um, what is it called? Oh, like, do they have a sci-fi equivalent or something? Yeah, like, if we, if we, like, what is it? Like, fantastic, like, the paintings that I have in my house of, like, this weird character that Aminash does not like because it scares her. Um, she doesn't exist, right? It came out of someone's imagination. Mm-hmm. If you do a magical painting of her, does she then exist with, like, um, knowledge, like, the same way the portraits do? I don't know. If voices could only be heard underwater, then it made sense for them to belong to underwater creatures. He ran the theory past Myrtle, who smirked at him. Well, that's what Diggory thought. He lay there talking to himself for ages about it. Ages and ages. Nearly all the bubbles had gone. <laughs> all right, Myrtle, I see you. Right. I- um, Portia also said that Myrtle was probably the originator of hashtag Harry is not a Ravenclaw. I'm sure. Um, I was the originator of that. Give me my props. But also, yeah, probably. Maybe she just haunted you for Before a while. Twitter. <laughs> just... She was saying it before Twitter, but she didn't put a hashtag in front of it. Okay. Um, underwater, Harry said slowly, Myrtle, what lives in the lake apart from the giant squid? Oh, all sorts, she said. I sometimes go down there. Sometimes I don't have any choice if someone flushes my toilet when I'm not expecting it. Damn, what a Which, life. That's the thing. Like, Myr- Myrtle's life is sad as fuck. But then I actually, like, I do really like this side of Myrtle. Like, we do get still, like, her, um, like, you know, her sensitivity. But we also get more of her... Like humor? intelligence and, yeah. and humor, like we just get more her of her person. Yeah, um, she's real rounded. She's she's got facets. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got layers. Like so trying not to think about moaning, moaning Myrtle zooming down a pipe to the lake with the contents of the toilet or the toilet. Harry said, "Well, does anything in here there have a human voice?" Hang on. His eyes fought, fell on the picture of the snoozing mermaid on the wall. Myrtle, there aren't mer people in there, are there? Oh, very good. It took Diggory much longer than that, and that was with her awake, too. 
giggling and showing off her flat and flashing her fins. That's it, isn't it? Said Harry. The second task got to go and find the mer people in the lake, and and suddenly he realized what he was saying, and he felt the excitement drain out of him. He wasn't a very good swimmer. He'd never had much practice. Dudley had had lessons in his youth, but Optunia and Uncle Vernon, no doubt, hoping that Harry would drown one day, hadn't bothered to give him any. Hold up. Like multiple, multiple things, which we I know what we're gonna say here is one. They're trash. Mm-hmm. Just deep side Dursley. Dursley. It's a Dursley deep side. <laughs> um, but I am also going to just like laugh at. Can, you don't have to show me. No, it's about oh, to. Slip okay. Off. Um, I'm also just going to laugh at a 14 year old being like in his youth. Dursley <laughs> totally had left. That's like when you were youth. talking about like. I had like I was twenty. It was so long ago, and I was like, "Girl, me too." <laughs> it's right, like, I, I felt like, like he was laughing. I was like, "Me too." Where does the time fly? <laughs> um, oh God, I was twenty so long ago. Oh man, but okay. the Dursleys are trash. Dude. And I also don't think. And this is another thing is that they are cheap. So it probably wasn't like literally hoping he would drown, but just like they ain't spending no money on him to learn how to swim. True. Um, Myrtle, he said slowly. How am I supposed to breathe? At this, Myrtle's eyes filled with sudden tears again. Tactless, she muttered. What's tactless, said Harry. Talking about breathing in front of me. When I can't, when I haven't, not for ages. Um, (laughs) She buried her face in her handkerchief and sniffed loudly. Harry remembered how touchy Myrtle had always been about being dead, but none of the other ghosts he knew made such a fuss about it. Sorry, he said. I didn't mean, I just forgot. Oh yes, very easily to forget Myrtle's dead. Nobody missed me, even when I was alive. Took me, it took them hours and hours to find my body. I know I was sitting there waiting for them. Olive Hornby came in the bathroom. Are you in here sulking, Myrtle? Um, because Professor Dibbett asked me to look for you, and then she saw my body. Ooh, she didn't forget it until her dying day. I made sure of that. <laughs> Followed her around and reminded her. I did. I remember at her brother's wedding. Um, but Listen. Harry wasn't listening. That is petty, man. Myrtle is my hero. Petty Patricia. That was that was the name before. Um. Joe jo decided, she was like, you know what, I'm going to go a different route. Go Morning Myrtle. Go Morning Morning Myrtle instead of her Petty, real Petty name, Patty. Her real name was Petty Patty, her Petty first Patty. name. Petty yeah. Um, um, that is so, the level of Petty I aspire to. I mean, right. To die at 13. And then haunt become home a girl ghost, until. And haunt homegirl because she. Until she dies? Until she, she dies. Until she dies. Yeah. But also, be, for the sheer fact that she was like. Myrtle, get off the bathroom. We're looking for you. Mm-hmm. We're looking for your ass. Oh shit, you did. Mm-hmm. And then she, and the whole she thing is like she was the right one. Enough. But also the other, Olive Hornby is the one who was teasing her. Or maybe oh, and made her about go her, into which the bathroom. Which is weird. She went in the first place. Yep, because she oh. was teasing her. There's layers Fuck to this. Olive Hornby. Mm, that's why you got got. Mm-hmm. At uh, your brother's wedding, Mona Merle showed up and was like, "Hi, <laughs> you thought you was gonna have a good time." <laughs> exactly. Um, but Harry wasn't listening. He was I thinking about the Mer People song. We've taken what you'll sorely miss. That sounded as though they were going to steal something of his. Something he had to get back. What were they going to take? And then, of course, she went to the Ministry of Magic to stop me stalking her. So I had to come back here and live in my toilet. Um, man, Myrtle. I actually feel like that is... I wish... Like, if I was being stalked by a ghost, at least I knew that ghost existed and I knew who it was. So I could, like, go to the authorities and be like, look. Right. She got a cut. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I did deserve it, but I was a child, mm-hmm. and I am an adult now. And she's just popping up. 
Just showing up whenever. Just showing up at my brother's wedding. Exactly. Causing a scene. Um, so, good, said Harry vaguely. Well, I'm a lot further on it on than I was. Shut your eyes again, will you? I'm getting out. Um, will you come visit me in my bathroom again sometime? Moni, uh, Myrtle asked mournfully as Harry picked up the invisibility cloak. Uh, I'll try, said Harry, though privately thinking the only way he'd be visiting Myrtle's bathroom again was if every other toilet in the castle got locked. Rude. Super rude. See you, the Myrtle. Thanks for your help. Bye-bye, she said gloomily, and Harry put on the invisibility cloak, um, and he saw her zoom back up the tap. I have things, though. Well, it was rude, but also, like, at least he has, like, he cares enough about her feelings. Right, to not say it. To- and I do get that, right? Like, sometimes you just don't really want to hang out with people, and they right, all, you just all up on you, and you're right. like, you know... Are you trying to tell me something? No. Why would I? I just want you to love me. Why can't you just, why can't we just be friends and hang out? I mean, I just want to hang out with you. Okay, so I'm I feel just like... trying to figure out where the feelings are coming from when we literally talk to each other every day. I don't, I don't. Are you trying to put me? I'm confused. Are you trying to put me in the, in the framework? Trying to get rid of me to be in the framework. I'm not a robot, as far as I know. So. Oh God. <laughs> Ow. That doesn't Please work. Please don't be a robot. Put <laughs> your wrist. Let me see. How about now? Okay. Um. <laughs> how about? Mm, I won't. So. So Harry is on his way back to the Governor Tower. He examines the Marauders map, um, and sees that Filch and Mrs. Norris are in their office. Peeves is in the trophy room. Um, and so he's, and then, sorry, so he's in the trophy room and then he sees something odd. Peeves was not the only thing moving around. A single dot was flitting around a room in the bottom left-hand corner of, uh, in Stape's office, but the dot wasn't lo- labeled Severus Snape. It was Bartimius Crouch. Bum, bum, bum. Which is- Is that Bartimus? There's an I in there. Bart- I would think Bartimius or Bartimius. I don't like Bartimius. I like Bartimius better. I think I know that's what Bartimius. I know, but there's another. There's an I in there. So they're wrong. Okay. Um, also, I do want to. I do want to point out that this is like what they used in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie instead of. So, like in the movie, Harry sees Peter Pettigrew, and he's yeah. like, he doesn't exist. Whereas, like in the book, that doesn't happen. So instead, this time, he like they flipped it basically mm-hmm. which kind of makes me mad because that's one of those things that like because it's such a small thing and it's in between books you can confuse the fuck out of some people and I just feel like right stick to the content never mind um Harry stared at the dot Mr. Crouch was supposed to be too actually Ill. it does happen it just doesn't happen like in the thing because no um, Remus sees Re- it yeah that's what I'm saying but that's like after yeah he sees it already after Ron has been Wait, drugged, drugged under the he was on examining the already thing. Yeah. Has, already things have gone down right like so when yeah, he took it's it not in the same way yeah I'm just saying though but Peter Pettigrew does show up on the map on the map yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah I just mean in terms of like Harry how they how they how they reveal it, it. Yeah. yeah um so Harry's here at the dot Mr. Crouch is supposed to be too ill to go to work or come to the Yule Ball so what was he doing sneaking into Hogwarts at one o'clock in the morning um, so Harry watched closely as the dot moved around and, and around the room, pausing here and there. Harry hesitated, thinking, and then his curiosity got the better of him. Of course. This chapter should really be titled, The Egg and the Eye and Harry Being a Gryffindor. Right. Griff- like, this is just 
stupid. So we turned and set off in the opposite direction toward the nearest staircase. At one in the he morning. He was going to see what Crouch was up to. He already had broken a rule going to the bathroom at one he in the morning. He already has this egg. Got this huge ass egg. Like, you're doing well, already talked work. about how it was, like, not easy to walk around. But, let me go not mind my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, so he creeps along the corridor and um, on his way to State's office and then halfway down the staircase, not thinking about what he was doing, not concentrating on anything but the peculiar, peculiar behavior of Mr. Crouch, Harry's legs suddenly sank right through the trick step Neville always forgot to jump. He gave an ungainly wobble and the golden egg, still damp from the bath, slipped from under his arm. He lurched forward to try and catch it, but too late, the egg fell down the long staircase with a bang as loud as a bass drum on every step and the invisibility close cloak slipped. Harry snatched at it and the Marauder's map fluttered out of his hand and slid down six stairs where it sunk into the step above his knee. He couldn't reach it. Wow, Harry. Great job. Congratulations. You played yourself. Um, Entered Deej Khalid. Um, so the golden egg fell. You know who wouldn't do this? Assad. He's a mogul. He's, a, he's the best one to ever do it. You know who Assad is? Mm-mm. It's his son. Wow, Robin. Never Assad? mind. Assad? It just went right over your head. We're not going to have a conversation about it. All the severance? The, the li- no. The listeners know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, DJ Khaled's son. His name is Assad. And I'm supposed it's to know that. It's not fun when you have to explain it. And I'm supposed to know that. How? You should have. You just mentioned. Never mind. We're not talking about I barely know who DJ Khaled is. Pulling the cloak back over himself, Harry straightened up, listening hard with his eyes screwed up with fear, and almost immediately, peeves! It was the unmistakable hunting cry of Filch the caretaker. Um, what's this racket? Wake up the whole castle, will you? I'll have you, peeves. I'll have you. You'll... And what is this? Um, Filch picked up the egg and closed it. Um, any moment now, Filch was going to pull aside the tapestry, expecting to see Peeves, and there would be no Peeves. But if he came up the stairs, he would spot the Marauder's map, and a visibility cloak or not, the map would show Harry Potter standing exactly where he was. Egg? Filch said quietly. My sweet, this, oh, Mrs., <laughs> sorry, I like this. My sweet, Mrs. Norris was obviously with him. <laughs> this is a Triwizard clue. This belongs to a school champion. Harry felt sick. His heart was, harm- was hammering very fast. Peeves, Filch roared gleefully. You've been stealing. He ripped back the tapestry and Harry saw his horrible pouty face and bulging pale eyes staring at up in the dark into Filch, um, deserted, up to the dark into Filch, deserted staircase. Hiding, are you? I'm coming to get you, Peeves. You've gone and stolen a Triwizard clue, Peeves. Dumbledore will have you out of here for this, you filthy pilfering poltergeist. No, no, Mm-mm. even if Peeves did do it. Don't worry, be like, well, you know, Peeves. This is not the worst thing that Peeves would have done. No, it's really not. Also, though, you can get rid of a poltergeist. You can. They just, and they just have That's it. why Filch is like, yo, we need to get rid of this poltergeist. And Numbers like, nah, why? For what reason? I think it's just funny, though, because I'm assuming Peeves has been there longer than Dumbledore has been headmaster. Yeah. It's a part, of the, it's a part of the charm. And no one is like, it's the just like charm. He's no, cool. None of them give a fuck, to be honest. Let's, let's go through one bonus episode where we go through all the Hogwarts headmasters and see which one of them gave enough fucks to make this a school worth going to. <laughs> We're sending your children to. That's the list. That's it. 
That's it. I ain't sending my babies nope. to none of these fools. I'm going to go to one of those less uh, right, non-accredited. The ones you can't really vouch for. I'm going to one of them. them. They ain't got no poster guys. They ain't got no hundred dementors that's exactly. all up in the school. Ain't no one out here like potentially got a, a dungeon that's about to murder all the muggle-born. Basilisk just hanging mm-hmm. out in the pipes. Nope. Listen. You won't find me there. No, sorry. Just kidding. I really want to be sorted. So, um, <laughs> Filch started to climb the stairs. Um, he okay, yeah. So Filch started to climb the stairs. Um, Mrs. Norris at his heels. Uh, hit. Sorry, I'm like trying to summarize and it's not working. Mrs. Norris's lamp-like eyes, so very like her masters, were fixed directly upon Harry. He had had occasion before now to wonder whether the invisibility cloak worked on cats. Sick with apprehension, he watched Filch drawing nearer and nearer. Um, he tried desperately to pull up his trapped leg free, but it merely sunk a few more inches. Any second now, Filch was going to spot the map or walk right into him. Filch, what's going on? At the foot of the stairs stood the only person who could make Harry's situation worse, Snape. He was wearing a long gray nightshirt and he looked livid. Like, Harry, really, you should have just went back. Oh, like, go back to the dormitory. This is what happens when you, like, just earn, when you don't mind your business. Yeah. Basically. Then it's just one thing after another. And I know he's standing here like, damn, I really shouldn't have. Damn. Should have minded my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's peace, Professor Filch whispered malevolently. He threw his egg down the stairs. Peeves, said Snape softly. But Peeves couldn't get into my office. The egg is, was in your office, Professor? Of course not, Snape snapped. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Snape, yeah. yeah, I like that. Anyway. That's also just like Snape's entire being. I mean, yeah. Snapping. Snapping Snape. Snap and Snape. <laughs> that might be a Twitter name. Watch out for that next week. Snap and Snape. Mm-hmm. Really? You put Snape, Snape in your Snape snap, in no, name? No, no, I'm not. I'm really um, not. I'm on it. You could do it. <laughs> it is his birthday. Oh my god. Sometimes things come out of your mouth and you're like, damn. <laughs> and they shock even you. That, ever, that doesn't happen to you. It happens to me a lot. Never experienced that emotion. Damn, that was uncalled for. My bad. Happy Um, birthday, Imani. I heard banging and wailing, said Snape. Yes, Professor, that was the egg. I was coming to investigate. Peeves threw it, Professor, and when I passed my office, I saw that the torches were lit and a cupboard door was ajar. Somebody has been searching it. But Peeves couldn't. I know he couldn't, Filch. I set my office... I seal my office with a spell none but a wizard could break... I want you to come and help me search for the intruder, Filch. I, yes, Professor, but Filch looked yearningly up the stairs, right through Harry, who could see that he was very reluctant to forgo the chance of cornering Peeves. Um, the thing is, Professor, said Filch, the headmaster will have to listen to me this time. Peeves has been stealing from a student. It might be my chance to get him thrown out of the castle once and for all. Filch, I don't give a damn about that wretched poltergeist. It's my office that's clunk, clunk, clunk. Snape stopped and talked Stop talking very abruptly. Mad-Eye Moody shows up. Ooh. Pajama party, is it? He growled. Professor Snape and I heard noises, Professor. Peeves the poltergeist, throwing things around as usual. And then Professor Snape discovered that someone had broken into his off. Shut up, Snape hissed to Filch. Um, so he doesn't want Mad-Eye to know that someone's in his office. Which is... Because he suspects everyone. Yep, basically. And also, like... And also, it is Mad-Eye. Mad-Eye and, and Mad-Eye knows things about Snape, Snape that people don't know. Um... Moody took a step closer. Harry saw Moody's magical eye travel over Snape and then unmistakably onto himself. 
Harry's heart gave a horrible jolt. Moody could see through invisibility cloaks. He alone could see the full strangeness of the scene, Snape in his nightshirt, Filch clutching the egg, and he, Harry, trapped in the stairs behind them. Filch's lopsided gash of a mouth opened in surprise. For a few seconds, he and Harry stared straight into each other's eyes. Then Moody closed his mouth and turned a blue eye upon Snape again. Did I hear that correctly, Snape? Someone broke in your office? It is unimportant. On the contrary, it is very important. Who'd want to break into your office? A student, I dare say. It, ha- it has happened before. Potion ingredients have gone missing from my private store cupboard. Students attempting Ill- illicit mixtures, no doubt. Reckon they're after potion ingredients, eh? Not hiding anything else in your office, are you? Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Someone's getting suspicious. You know. But, but he's also, like, but the thing is, is like, it's reminding reflecting. him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so, like, it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where, like, Barty Crouch is using his knowledge of, like, Snape's past against and him in this Mad moment. Eyes. And Mad-Eyes. Because it would make sense that Mad-Eye knew. So then right. he's, like, using He's this. just doing all... He's doing all... He's, uh, listen. He's a genius. If Barry Crouch Jr. wasn't a Nazi... That's what I'm saying, man. His secondary house is Ravenclaw. For, for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. Dude. That might even be his first house. Do we know if no, he was in Slytherin? Slytherin. I mean, maybe I mean, not. Maybe Barty not. Crouch Senior is probably I don't think Slytherin it's, too. Yeah, so. I was gonna say. I, I'm pretty sure the Senior is a Slytherin as well. For show, for show. But he I, could also probably be a Ravenclaw. Yeah, because he knows like a billion languages. Right. Which is like Trevor Noah. I was reading his book, and I kind of knew that about him anyway. But like, he was talking about how he still like he learned about the languages because being um, a mixed race kid in apartheid South Africa, it came in handy. Um, I don't know why I told y'all that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. It's been a very stressful day for Robin. Um, robots, man. It's the robots in my head. I know. I'm stressed. You're gonna need a break for a little bit. Or you can just keep going. It's actually, yeah. I might just have to keep going, but I also gotta catch up on Colony and the experience. Yeah, so just watch the next episode. And someone was like, the experience is lit, and I'm like, oh. You're only like, yeah. 10 really? episodes behind the experience. Well, well now you're only one episode behind Shields. Shout out to you. Good job. A season and a half in two weeks. Um, anyway, but beyond the robots, mm-hmm. Barty Crouch Jr., had he not been a Nazi, mm-hmm. could have ruled the world. Yep. In a, in a benevolent fashion yeah. or in a non-benevolent fashion, but not a Nazi fashion. And I would have been cool with him being... Uh, professor, or even headmaster, dare I say, because it seems like at least he pays attention. He's like looking around, you know, he's got some stuff going on. He doesn't say to whoever, mm-hmm. but Nazism, it's a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm hiding nothing, Moody, as you've searched my office pretty thoroughly yourself. Ooh. Moody's face twisted into a smile. R is privileged, Snape. Privileged, Snape. Dumbledore told me to keep an eye. Which, this is the part where, like, he kind of... This is a slip-up, right? And he doesn't mm-hmm. really realize. Um, like, that's the red flag. And Snape is like, Dumbledore happens to, tr- to trust me. I refuse to believe he gave you orders to search my office. Which is um, true. And, like, Moody kind of um, backtracks a little bit. Yeah. Or Crouch backtracks <laughs> a bit. But that's the thing. Like, that was the one part where he's like, Dumbledore told me to keep an eye. And Snape's like, nah, you didn't. Right. No, that didn't happen. Um, and that's one of the things Especially where, like, without telling me. Right. And I think that also, like, that's kind of the part where, like, Barty Crouch, it's it's a split. And, like, you can only kind of catch it when you read it. Multiple times. Multiple times. But it's a split in where um, 
Crouch and Moody, like, their knowledge departs, I guess. Um, of course, Dumbledore trusts Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, of course, she's like, all this talk about evil masterminds has me wondering about the good ones. This is some um, Holden, whatever his name is, Radcliffe talk, Portia. Y'all only wanted to do good. I only wanted to make sure no one got hurt. Yep. Then Ain't no such thing nope. as a good mastermind. Nope. Well, no, maybe the dude who's going to cure cancer. Penicillin guy. The dude with the penicillin. Good mastermind. Even though I feel like that was also a joint thing and that wasn't like a one-person thing. The people who came up with my iPhone and the internet. The internet people, the internet peeps, because they also made sure that it was free. Except now, you know, let's not talk about the dark days that are upon us, but yes. So, um, of course Dumbledore trusts you. Oh, she's saying it in terms of who are they besides Dumbledore, and why aren't they a part of the Horcrux removal process? The, the good mastermind, right? Um, and I'm not even sure Dumbledore is a good mastermind. I mean, he tries. He's not an evil mastermind. He's not an though. evil mastermind. He's a mastermind. Yeah, he's a big brain. Yeah. It goes either way. I wonder if there are such things. That, then it's like, are is there such thing as a good mastermind? Like you can set out to do good, like Dumbledore and like Radcliffe and Shield. Um, but like sometimes you get too. You get too into the masterminding like, of it. Yeah. It's the same thing it, with, like, evil masterminds, too. I think sometimes you, like, Radcliffe and Chill, you get too deep. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, too removed from the people you're trying to save. And you start to think that you know better than them and that you know what's good, what's best for them. And that's, and that's Dumbledore. That's happened. straight up Dumbledore. And that's how, that's also how house stuff happens. Well, mm-hmm. some other and stuff racism. probably happens, too. Yeah. <laughs> and being is a specious, speciesism. Yeah. Um, a lot of isms. Okay, so of course Dumbledore trusts you. He's a trusting man, isn't he? Believes in second chances. But me, I say there are spots that don't that don't come off, Snape. Spots that never come off. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. Snape suddenly did something very strange. He sne- he seized his left forearm convulsively with his right hand as though something on it had hurt him. So like literal literal spots. Okay, trying to be trying to be clever. I see you. Um, Moody laughed. Jake Rowling, you someone. <laughs> um, Moody laughed. Beautiful. Okay, can good I mastermind. You in the, okay. Well, you're talking, and I don't get to talk. Is that? That sounds <laughs> super false. That's the. I mean, but you're doing all the reading. Thing. Would you like to do it? You, yes. You could just also jump in and do that instead of making okay. random comments. You don't have the authority to send me anywhere. Snape's his letting his arm go is so angry with himself. I do. I have as much right to prowl this school after dark as you do. Which he <laughs> means to say is, I am master of this school and I do what I please. I'm going to stand for this, yeah. this back talk. Prowl away, said Moody, but his voice is full of menace. I look forward to meeting you in a dark corridor sometime. You've dropped something, by the way. Um, this, is, he, this is really some, like, meet, this is a meet me outside. Right. This is to meet me in Temecula. Exactly. <laughs> With the stab of horror, Harry saw Moody point at the martyr's map still laying a staircase six steps below him. As Snape and Silchberg turned to look at it, Harry threw caution to the wind and raised his arms under the cloak and fiercely at Moody, trying to attract his attention. It's mine! Mine! Um, Snape had reached out for it with a horrible expression of dawning comprehensively on his face. Accio parchment. The map flew up into the air and slipped through Snape's outstretched fingers and sword down into Moody's hands. My mistake. It's mine. Must have dropped it earlier. But Snape's black eyes were darting from the 
egg and Filch's arm to the map in Moody's hand, and Harry could tell he was putting two and two together as only Snape could. Mm-hmm. Potter. He said quietly. Which I'm like, sometimes hatred gives you intuition, and sometimes, and his hatred is, and his intuition is tuned to Harry, and most of the time he's right. But like, Harry not. He has like the opposite, where his hatred he's right and intuition in terms is of, tuned to Draco, and most of the time he's, he's wrong. wrong. So wrong. So wrong. So oh. outlandishly wrong. But then right at the same time, actually, because he was. He was a Death Eater. He was actually right. He was correct. No, he was right. He was right. Sorry, he was just, he went, the thing is, is like, you're right about what's happening, but wrong about how you're going about it, or you're just an asshole, so nobody believes you and nobody cares. Um, All of those things are true. Yeah. Um, Potter, Snape snarled. That egg is Potter's egg. That piece of parchment belongs to Potter. I've seen it before. I recognized it. Potter is here. Potter in his invisibility cloak. Um, Harry leaned backwards, trying to avoid Snape's fingertip, but any moment now, there's nothing there, Snape. Barked Moody, but I'll be happy to tell the headmaster how quickly your mind jumped to Harry Potter. Meaning what? Snape turned again looking at Moody. Meaning that Dumbledore is very interested to know who's got it in for that boy. And so am I, Snape. Very interested. The torchlight flickered across his mangled face so that the scars and the chunk missing from his nose looked deeper and darker than ever. Snape was looking down at Moody and Harry could see the expression on his face. For a moment, nobody moved or said anything, but Snape slowly lowered his hands. I merely thought that if Potter was wandering around after hours again, it is an unfortunate habit of his, he should be stopped for his own safety. So this, this, I know that was so hard for him to say. For? He's like, for, damn. He's just like, I can't even, for his own. For his own. I'm just looking out for the boy. I'm trying. Um, Ah, I see," said Moody softly. "Got Potter's best interests interests at heart, have you?" There was a pause. Snape and Moody were still staring at each other. Mrs. Norris gave a loud meow, still peering around Filch's legs, looking for the source of Harry's bubble bath smell. "I think I will go back to bed," said Snape. "Best idea you've had all night." Now, Filch, if you just give me that egg. No," said Filch. "Professor Moody, this is evidence of Peeves' treachery. It's the property of the champion he stole it from. Hand it over now." Snape swept downstairs and passed Moody without another word. Filch made a chirruping noise to Mrs. Norris, who stared blankly at Harry for a few more seconds before turning and following her master. Still breathing very fast, Harry heard Snape walking around, walking away down the corridor. Filch handed Moody the egg and disappeared from view too, muttering to Mrs. Norris, Never mind, my sweet. We'll see Dumbledore in the morning. Tell him what Peeves was up to. Um, so everyone's gone except Moody. Close shave, Potter, said, um, he says. Yeah, I... Uh, Thanks, said Harry. So I also feel like, and I know Harry, it's not a red flag to Harry, but it should be, is that this, like, professor is doing is, all he can, like, can to help him and, and not, get him out of... And, not cause even, safety, cause I think, to get out of trouble. Exactly, because that's what I'm saying. Like, even Remus in that moment where um, Harry got caught at Hogsmeade, like, he got, he got Harry out of trouble with Snape because Snape is unreasonable as fuck and out here calling himself master of the school and shit, and also because part of that would have incriminated him, but, like, he still then, like, disciplined Harry. Right. Whereas, like, Moody just gets him out off or whatever, and that's it. And and because Harry's so used to getting off, and because he's, like, probably so grateful that he, all his fuck-ups that just happened, like, ended up working out. Like, he doesn't think about how inappropriate that is, and just, right. like... Portia says that Snape is in tune with Harry's ineptitude. Um, and how does Mr. North seemingly see through the cloak but also need to sniff out his smell? 
I don't think that Miss Rose can do the cloak, but she has that animal sense that something is up, and then yeah. she probably smell. And I um, think Harry's also, like, just paranoid. Yeah, he's super paranoid. I think that she can smell the, the perfume and stuff, which is, like, also interesting, like, why other people can't smell the perfume. Um, but they're distracted because their other senses aren't... They don't have, like, cat-like senses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you that, like, Harry is so... He has been getting away with this, sh- this stuff for so long, for, like, four years, that he doesn't even stop to think, like, this is weird. Like, mm-hmm. you're not Remus mm-hmm. or Dumbledore, right? And even Remus, like, read me the right That's what I'm saying. Like, right? even Remus was like, nah. Like, yeah, right. you got off from Snape, but that doesn't mean, mean that you, you got, got off. off. Right, and we're going to have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Merlin's beard. This is some Matt Potter. Yeah, it's quite useful. Um, Professor Minnie, do you think you could help me? Oh, oh, yes, of course. He took hold of Harry's arm and pulled. His leg came free of the trick step. He climbed onto the one above it. Um, Moody was still gazing at the map. Potter, he said, you didn't happen by any chance to see who broke into Snape's office, did you, on this map? Um, I did. It was Mr. Crouch. Barty's magical eye whizzed over the entire surface of the map and suddenly looked alarmed. Crouch? You're sure, Potter? So, real quick. um, One, this is like... What's really funny, right, is, like, we all think that Harry saved, yes. right? We're like, cool, he's, like, he's he got away from Snape and Filch, he's lit. But nah, bro, you just handed the map of Hogwarts to a Nazi. To a Nazi. Also, like, and his eye, he looks he alarmed, right, because he sees where Harry is, and then he sees Bartinius Crouch, like, right. Harry, not Alistair Moody. Um, so he's like, well, shit. Right. <laughs> so he also, like, tipped him off to, like, the map. Right. Being waited like right because if Harry had taken the map right then he would have saw that he was standing next to Barty Crouch. Um, I think it's interesting that they don't put like junior and senior next to their names, but right, that's yeah, um, whatever. Not, I don't know. Well, he's not here anymore. He said his eyes wasn't Crouch. It's very interesting. He said nothing for almost a minute, um, still staring at the map. Harry could tell that this news meant something to Moody and very much wanted to know what it was. He wondered whether he dared ask. Your curiosity has done enough there, young man. Yeah, you just, you know, just go back let that go. Moody scared him slightly, yet Moody had just helped him get out of an awful lot of trouble. Um, Professor Moody, why do you reckon Mr. Crouch wanted to look around Snake's office? Moody's magical eye left the map and fixed quivering upon Harry. It was a penetrating glare, and Harry had the impression that Moody was sizing him up, wondering whether to answer or not, or how much to tell him. Put it this way. They say old Mad Eye's obsessed with catching dark wizards, but I am nothing, nothing compared to with Barty Crouch. Which is not true. Not no. untrue. Yeah. And I think not also that's an interesting like thing to have his son say, right? Like Right. What are you yeah, doing? Like, cause because and then Oh, you're talking about Zelda. Zelda's yeah. just creeping. Walking to you is creeping. Um But yeah, no, I think it's like Barty, I mean, Barty Cross Jr. was literally put in prison by his dad. And, like, so he was so obsessed with it, like... Right. Much more than, than Mad-Eye. And so I think, like, there's probably some kind of, um, like, resentment in, in his voice, probably, and, like, thinking about that. And... It also it, goes back to the whole thing about how Barty Crouch gets away with being Mad-Eye by sticking very closely with the truth. Mm-hmm. And, like, telling the truth, but just twisting it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Professor Moody, he said again, uh, do you think this could have anything 
to do with, maybe Mr. Crouch thinks there's, thinks there's something going on. Like what, said Moody sharply. Harry wondered how much he dare say. He didn't want Moody to guess he had a source of information outside Hogwarts that might lead to tricky questions about Sirius. I don't know. Odd stuff's been happening lately, hasn't it? It's in the Daily Prophet, the Dark Mark at the World Cup, and the Death Eaters and everything. Both of uh, Moody's mismatched eyes widened. You're a sharp, you're a sharp boy, Potter. Mm, no, this is the first time in how many pages? <laughs> like in a while. It's been a long time. It's been some chapters since Harry's um, been anything resembling sharp. sharp. But okay, um, Crouch could be thinking along those lines. Very possible. There have been some fun. Sorry, it just reminded me. So we talk about this, um, but him calling him sharp is like everyone saying that Rory and Gilmore Girls is a nice girl <laughs> and that every time she blows up at someone, they're like, Rory, this isn't like you. And it's like, but have but you, have been, have you been watching the show? Have you been playing that, Rory? That's what, that's what this is the equivalent of. Anyway, um, Crouch could be thinking along those lines. Very possible. There have been some funny rumors flying around, helped along by Rita Skeeter, of course. It's making a lot of people nervous, I reckon. Um, a grim smile twisted his lopsided mouth. Oh, if there's one thing I hate, it's a Death Eater who walked free. Um, Harry stared at him. Could Moody possibly mean what Harry thought he meant? So this is, which is like, no, because I don't think Harry actually knows. But what? But this is like another foreshadow into Snape. Snape. Um, yeah. Harry's thinking Karkaroff, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Karkaroff. That's serious. But I also want to point out that... Um, they skip over the very possible, and it's like, why isn't Crouch the bad guy? Senior? Yeah. Like, it's just like it's taken for granted, and a lot of these things, like, oh, Barty Crouch really hates the dark. Well, because it's the like, opposite the side of the, the of thing, right? Like, right. it's he's on our side. Right. And so. But he could snap. He could have snapped and thought he was doing the right thing. Lure out all the dark Death Eaters, and then round them all up in one thing or you know whatever. you know put everyone in the framework turn them all under no okay um and now I want to ask you a question oh wait uh Portia says also the irony of saying Harry is sharp after he'd just been saved from his own dumb mistakes exactly like just pulled him out of the, the off the damn the damn, the damn stair, stair that everybody know about <laughs> everyone everyone um, everybody. Um, so, and now I want to ask you a question, Potter. Harry's heart sank. He had thought this was coming. Moody was going to ask where he got the map, which was very, which was a very dubious magical object, and the story of how it fallen into his hands. Um, can I borrow this? No. Barty Crouch, senior. I mean, junior. No, but you may not. But he's also got to say yes because I mean, yeah. Like, what else would you? Um, oh, said Harry. He was very fond of the map, but on the other hand, he was extremely relieved that. Moody wasn't asking any questions or asking where he got it, and there was no doubt that he owed Moody a favor. Yeah, okay. Good boy. I can make good use of this. This might be exactly what I'm looking for. Right. Bed. Potter. Come on now. Um, um, this is just a bad idea. It's not a, great, right. not a great plan. They climbed to the top of the stairs together. Like, the fact that Harry Potter is currently climbing the top, climbing the stairs with a Death Eater at one something in the morning and is still alive. That is some white Potter privilege if I had never heard of any. I mean, not really. That's more like, it's not time. He's not ready yet. <laughs> He's still cooking. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's like Moody is the is the clock. 
right. are the the clock the alien clocks and Harry's Madame de Pompadour <laughs> and she's in, he's incomplete. <laughs> And that's, and that's why he's cool. He's cool yeah. right now because he's incomplete, not because he's Potter. Um, you ever thought of a career as an aura Potter? No, said Harry, taken back. You want to consider it, said Moody, nodding and looking at Harry thoughtfully. Yes, indeed. And incidentally, I'm guessing you weren't just taking that egg for a walk tonight? Um, no, I've been working out the clue. Um, nothing like a nighttime stroll to give you ideas, Potter. See you in the morning. He went back to his office staring down at the Marauder or he went back into his office staring down at the Marauder's map again and closed the door behind him. Harry walked slowly back to Gryffindor Tower, lost in thought about Snape and Crouch and what it all meant. Why was Crouch pretending to be ill if he could manage to get to Hogwarts when he wanted to? Why did he think Snape was concealing what did he think Snape was concealing in his office? And Moody thought he, Harry, ought to be an or interesting idea, but somehow Harry thought as he got quietly into his four poster ten minutes later the egg and the cloak now safely back in his trunk. He thought he'd like to check how scarred the rest of them were before he chose it as a career. Are you not scarred? Because <laughs> you seem plenty fucking scarred to me. It's true. It's true. Also, I think it's interesting that, like, and I think it gets mentioned maybe in the next book that the the person who plants the idea in his head to become an R was a Is Death Eater. Yeah. Um, okay. If he wasn't a Death Eater, what he could have been. Yeah. He would have been a great aura. Yeah. Um. MVP? Right. And Portia's like, so we can get himself into more uh, dumb situations under, uh, and danger on the government dime. I mean, you know, if that's what you're good at. Listen, you know how much dumb situations we done paid for in our taxes? Part well, of course. You know. Okay. So, um, who's your MVP? This one was so hard for me. It was difficult. Um, but I had to go with Moaning Myrtle. Same. Really? Look yeah. at us. Because Isn't I was like... literally like going through right and I'm like, Filch is trash. Snape is trash. Crouch is trash. Trash on Harry's, trash. Harry's a hot ass mess. <laughs> so Myrtle, that's the only other character who's around and who is like actually helpful and not yeah. trash and or dumb. And so Myrtle got to take that that win. Right. Um. Um. You... You have to say, like, of all the people that appear in this chapter, and there aren't that many people that appear in this chapter, um, it was it was a rough go for MVPs. But for Bench, the lineup was strong. It was, but for really? me, I I benched Crouch Jr. Oh. Um, because he's a Nazi. So I was like, Snape, for the most part, was as reasonable Snape as Snape things. can be. Filch was someone about as reasonable. His office, right. Someone right, you know, Filch was, and he bed. wasn't wrong. Filch was Filch, like Harry was peak Harry, like he was doing a lot. But Crouch Junior's a Nazi. And Portia so, made the made Cedric her MVP. Um, I guess you could do that. You know, he did. He's the one who he got them into get him into the bathroom, and that bathroom was lit. Mm-hmm. So, like Harry, of all the things that he did, he did get to take a nice bath. Yeah, um, swimming and doing all the good things. Um, he also solved the egg first. Amani says, "Mrs. Mooney, Padfoot, and Prongs for enchanting the parchment to insult Snape." What? I mean, I guess this is birthday. You can do what he wants. <laughs> Amani is 
been bitching and putting MVPs of the most out of pocket people, but this we week we'll allow talk, it. But it's his we'll allow it this week because it's his birthday. If y'all would let, if y'all let us know your birthdays, you can, you too, <laughs> can just bench an MVP whoever the fuck you want. It don't make, it don't have to make no goddamn sense. For a ch- like to for the map, right? Like which, which chapter you, are you which on? Lets you, <laughs> which lets you see that it's Barney's Junior Crouch. I mean, it's Barney Crouch, right? It gives you like that first like, ooh, there's something else is going on. But no, it's because for enchanting the parchment to itself, name. Which not, that didn't happen in this chapter. Didn't happen in this book. <laughs> what are you talking about? Amani benches Barney Crouch because Nazi, which. And he said what he said. Okay. Um, and I think because Nazi is just enough. I think so too. You know, I really do think if someone's got to be benched, you can be benched because you're a Nazi. And Portia benches Harry for getting himself in this predicament, which same. It's also real. Same. Like, go have a nice bath, nice luxurious bath, figure out the clue. And then get take your, your ass, ass back, back to bed. To bed. Like, he was, the thing is, is, like, he was literally fine, right? Like, as soon he as he so left the thing, he could have just went straight back to bed, and he was cool. But instead, he's on some, ooh, let me go see what Barty Crouch, like, what were you going to do? Right. If you had found Barty, if you had found Barty Crouch, or whoever the fuck, if you had found Matt at Moody in Snape's, uh, like, office, what were you going to do? You're a fourth, you're 14. Literally nothing. Yeah, you'd have been like, oh, oh, oh my God. And then run to Harry you. and Ron. And then they'd be like, tell Dumbledore. And he'd be like, no, I don't want to tell Dumbledore. Motherfucker. He'd be you dead, don't. actually. Because if he would have caught it and figured that out earlier, Roddy Crouch would have been like, well, it may not be time, but this can't stand. My dude. Um, Porsche also said he could have bathed during the day, which he could have on a weekend, on a Saturday day. He was just When everybody too, is out, he was going too, to Hogsmeade. Um, yeah. See, and like Omani said, it's another fe- uh, feather in the cap of my um, W-A-S-H agenda. Do you even remember what that stands for? It's Wizards for... It's Wizards Against. against. Nope. Yep, see? So you can't have an agenda. Well, the acronym is WASH. Acronym. And it basically just means wash your ass. <laughs> That's really what it is. That's what it stands for. Wash your ass. Wasn't it about hygiene? Like, yeah. Against... Not Shitty against. hygiene or something. <laughs> That's a good one. Against. Whatever. Um, showers are important, but he couldn't shower. He needed a bath. Because he had also, to put his head under the water. Bathing, um, just in general. Um, okay, so thank you for listening. Um, next week we will discuss chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the second task. Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who was benched for the chapter. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Use the hashtag WizardTeam. You can also do so on the Wizard Team Facebook group. And in Slack, we have a Wizard Team channel and a Wizard Team MVP and Bench channel. Um, so Join yeah, our Slack, Slack and put your you, voice in there. If you want to see um, who's in the lead and stuff for um, MVP and Bench for the book, let me know. I kind of like tweeted out ran- randomly and stuff. Um, I believe Hermione's in the lead right now and Ron's in, I mean, I guess he's in the lead for bench. He's like losing pretty badly. Um, and then, which I mean, after the, I haven't ball. done, I have I don't know who's in the lead for series yet. Cause I kind of want to wait till we get to the end, but 
You can also make sure to vote um, for any chapter, no mm-hmm. matter where you're at, as long as it's the Goblet of Fire, and you have some more weeks. This is a big book. We got like three more months or something, so just get them. I mean, I would get them in now unless you've just been tallying them up and you're like, hey, Brianna, I'm going to give you 37 votes. 37 times two um, votes all at the same time. That's cool. I have a job, but, you know... I'll take the time. Um, but, yeah. I have a job, but, you know, fuck my job. I'll sit there and figure <laughs> out the spreadsheet. Calculate spreadsheets. Um, you know, with sleep. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, so just send us that stuff, and we will talk to you next week. Yay. Brianna's going back to Chicago. It'll be sad. Back to normal.